In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Hey, math fans, Jason Marshall, Math Dude, here with your weekly dose of quick and dirty tips to make math easier. In everyday language, the word limit is used to describe the boundaries beyond which some quantity or some idea or some thing can't exceed. For example, the speed limit tells you the maximum rate you're legally allowed to drive. And your credit card limit tells you the maximum balance you can carry. Both of these quantities represent upper boundaries. Of course, limits can also apply to lower boundaries. For example, the GPA cutoff put in place by a college's admissions committee, or the minimum credit score required for a loan. In math, the idea of a limit is kind of the same, but it's also kind of different. It's the same in that a limit is used to talk about what happens as you get closer and closer to some condition or boundary. But it's different in that it isn't necessarily about the minimum or maximum values associated with these things. Instead, in math, the idea of a limit and the type of boundaries it deals with can be much more abstract. So how exactly do limits in math work? And why do they matter? Stay tuned, because we're about to find out. In order to understand the mathematical definition of a limit, let's talk about the mathematical definition of a circle. In particular, let's talk about the various ways in which we can precisely define what we mean by a circle. First up, there's the geometric way, in which we say that a circle is a two-dimensional curve, meaning it lives on a flat sheet of paper, in which all the points along the curve are located the same distance away from some central point. And then there's the algebraic way of defining a circle, in which we say that a circle is the shape made from all the points in the xy plane that are solutions to the equation x squared plus y squared is equal to r squared, where r is the radius of the circle. Of course, these two definitions are related. In fact, they're two different ways of saying the same thing. But while both of these are fine and dandy ways of defining a circle, I know another one that I think is more interesting, or at least more relevant for what we're talking about today. Here's how it works. Start by drawing, or start by imagining drawing, an equilateral triangle, also known as a three-sided regular polygon. The word regular here tells you that the sides of this polygon are all the same length. Next to this triangle, draw a square, also known as a four-sided regular polygon. Next up in the series, draw a five-sided regular polygon, the pentagon, then a six-sided regular polygon known as a hexagon, then a seven-sided regular polygon known as a septagon or heptagon, depending on who you ask, and on and on. As you draw regular polygons with more and more sides, do you notice anything happening to the shape? Do you notice that it's starting to resemble something? Perhaps a circle? 
If you think about it, you'll see that we could continue this procedure of systematically drawing regular polygons with one more side than the previous indefinitely. I, however, don't have enough patience or, more importantly, time to do that. Knock yourself out, though. Which means we're going to stop our drawing extravaganza with our seven-sided shape. But the fact that we could continue forever is important. In fact, it's the key to understanding the mathematical idea of a limit. Because here's the kicker that you may have already noticed. As we increase the number of sides in our regular polygon, the shape we draw begins to look more and more like a circle. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. We stopped at seven sides, but you can imagine drawing a 10-sided regular polygon, or a 50, 100, 1,000, or 1 million-sided regular polygon. The more sides, the closer and closer the shape gets to a perfect circle. In the beautiful language of math, we say that the shape drawn will become a circle in the limit that the number of sides of our regular polygon goes to infinity. Of course, we never can actually draw a regular polygon with an infinite number of sides. But the idea that we can dutifully march closer and closer to this limit and get closer and closer to a perfect circle is the key. If you continue forever down the path, you will, bit by bit, get increasingly closer to that limit. In this case, the limit we arrive at is a circle. But the idea of limits isn't, shall we say, limited to geometric shapes. In fact, the idea of a limit in math is a much more general one. Take, for example, the sequence of numbers that you get as you plug increasingly large integers into the expression 1 divided by 2 to the nth power. In other words, let's think about what we get when we plug n is equal to 1, then n is equal to 2, 3, 4, and so on into this expression. As a bit of quick calculating will show you, when we do this, we get the sequence of numbers 1 half, 1 fourth, 1 eighth, 1 sixteenth, 1 thirty seconds, and so on. The question is, if you were to continue doing this for larger and larger values of n, what number would the sequence approach? In other words, in the limit that n goes to infinity, what number does the sequence get closer and closer to, even if it doesn't ever quite reach it? In this case, the answer is pretty easy to see. As n gets larger and larger, the values of the numbers in the sequence get smaller and smaller. In fact, the sequence approaches the value 0 in the limit of infinitely large values of n. It never quite gets to 0, but it gets as close as you want it to. As you can see, this idea of a limit looks quite different than in our earlier geometric example. But even though they may look different, they both have the same underlying abstract idea about what happens as we approach some boundary at their hearts. In other words, the mathematics going on under their hoods is the same. At this point, you might be wondering, 
Is this idea of a limit actually useful in the real world? While I would argue strongly that math doesn't necessarily have to have real-world uses to be worth talking about, the answer, nonetheless, in this case is a resounding yes. The idea of a limit turns out to be useful beyond your wildest dreams. How so? Well, unfortunately, we're all out of time for today. Which means the answer to that question is going to have to wait until next time, when we revisit the sequence of numbers we just saw and learn about its relationship to the famous problem known as Zeno's Paradox. Between now and then, if you're looking for more fun with math, please check out the archive of Math Dude episodes. There are 259 other ones besides this. That means you could conceivably listen for about a day and a half without stopping. I'm not recommending that, just saying it's possible. You may also want to check out my book, The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Guide to Algebra. It's a perfect gift for you and all the math fans in your life, and it's available wherever you like to buy books. Until next time, this is Jason Marshall with The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Tips to Make Math Easier. Thanks for listening, math fans. In a fast-paced world, Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.